You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I uh, was sitting in our dining room uh, the last couple days, and I looked up on top of our china cabinet, and we have two or three of the old oil lamps that are placed up there. And I don't know why, but this thought just came into my mind in the last few moments that produces a light. But when that oil is gone, then there's no light. And I just kind of felt like that uh, this morning, this last few minutes, that whether we even realized it or not, that oil was being deposited into us. Uh, Sometimes it's good just to stand kind of still in the presence of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? I just want to talk to you a little bit today. I don't think I'm going to preach too hard. I just want to share a little bit. It's a difficult time. It's hard to believe that we've uh, been in the midst of this uh, virus now uh, for a year. I don't think any of us believe that we would be in this thing 12 months later. And in calling so many families from the church to check on them, one of the words that I've heard a lot is, I'm lonely. So the title of the message today is, You Have Need of Endurance. Uh, God wants you and I to be strong, very strong men and women of faith. Can someone say amen to that? So how do we achieve that? We must become men and women of resilience and endurance. If you and I cannot stand strong under the adversity of unrelenting pressure at times. Has anybody ever had any pressure in your life? Anybody at all? If you cannot stand strong underneath that press, uh, that pressure, you will lose the joy of the journey. And a lot of people want to run ahead to the destination and not even think about the journey. But you and I only have one journey before we reach our final destination. And I pray that we can enjoy the journey every day, no matter what obstacle comes our way. Can somebody say amen? So what is your reality? What is going on? Are you battling illness? My mind went to Ruby Mel this week and I believe Ruby was in the hospital within the last week or so. And I asked Pastor Aaron this morning, I'm not even sure, but I know it's been five plus years that she's been in this battle. What what a battle, What, what is your reality? Is it physical weakness? Is it chronic pain? Some people deal with chronic pain all the time and it can discourage you. Maybe your heart is broken over a relationship that ended in a disappointment. God can mend your heart, your broken heart. Maybe you let people down. Maybe you're walking around and you've got shame all over you for things that you've done. What's your reality? What's going on in your life? Perhaps you're worried about your marriage or maybe you're anxious about your children. 
concerned about your finances. Maybe there's tension in your workplace. Maybe you've been victimized in a way that's left you traumatized. And I could go on and I could go on and on. Here's what Peter told the people of his day. Somebody say the word. It's the word, amen? First Peter 4 and 12, beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. I wanna read it again. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. Father, we ask that you bless this time. Father, your word is anointed. And I pray, God, that it would fall on open hearts and open ears. And God, I pray that it would encourage, that it would lift. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Trials and sufferings are they're not unique to you and I. They're the common lot of all of humanity. Do you hear what I'm saying? As long as the believer is upon earth, he or she is going to be called upon to face a fiery trial. As long as you're on this earth, they just come. You can't help it. But oftentimes you can't help it. Oftentimes, Indy, we bring them on ourselves because we don't think about the consequence of the choice that we're about to make. I sat down with my son, Dakota, this week and he, he's going off to college and I was sharing with him about the consequences that come after the choices. But today I just wanna talk about life in general, not that you've made a bad choice, but what happens. People, listen, being a genuine believer in a corrupt world is difficult. I believe Christianity is under attack. Believe it with all of my heart. People often oppose those that stand for Christ. They did in the biblical days and they will today. It's no different. The world cannot understand the demands of Christ. You can't expect the world to understand that Christ expects, expects self-denial in our lives. The world doesn't understand that Christ expects discipline in our lives. The world, you can't expect the world to understand that Christ expects purity in our lives. The world does not understand and we can't expect them to understand that Christ expects righteousness in our life. We cannot be discouraged when we have people coming against us and for what we stand for and what we believe. We just gotta be steadfast. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Peter uses the word fiery. The suffering of all the early Christians. Some were fed to the lions, burned at the stake, saturated with flammable oil and set of fire. We could go on and we could go on, wow. We don't have it all that bad, do we not? Can someone say amen? That's why God wants us to cultivate the virtue of long suffering in our lives. Galatians 5 and 22 speaks about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Oh man, we like it, we like it. The fruit of the Spirit is joy, that's, that's what I want. 
The fruit of the Spirit is peace. That's me. That's what I want. But the fruit of the Spirit is also long-suffering. And we don't talk very much about that. The fruit of long-suffering is patience. Bearing, that means bearing and suffering a long time. A long time. It means perseverance. Being constant, steadfast, and enduring. Long-suffering never gives in but long-suffering never strikes back. Long-suffering stands firm where you stand in the word of God and in your own convictions from the spirit of God and you stand firm and you say, I shall not be moved. This is where I believe, this is where I stand. And we don't have to strike back. We can still be vocal, we're not doormats, do you hear me? Everybody can't wipe all their feet all over us. Can someone say amen? People are living under pressure, pressure of disease, pressure of accident. Old age may afflict us. One of the smart alecks this morning said to me, well, guess who's going to be 60 this year? I wanted to lay hands on him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Old age creeps up on you. Can someone say amen? People may do you wrong. You may be abused, slandered, but the Spirit of God will help us suffer long. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. That's who I am. He'll help me to suffer no matter what comes my way. Long suffering is one of the great traits of God. It is the fruit of God's very own spirit. If God had been a man, just a man, a long time ago, he would have wiped all men and women off the planet Earth because of disobedience. And there's times people ought to be thankful that I'm not God, because I'd zap them, just being truthful. God wants us, he wants to infuse us, make a deposit within us of a can-do attitude with supernatural endurance, with perseverance and resilience. Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthens me. And I believe when it said all, I mean, I believe Rusty, it's all. I love it when someone tells me I can't do something. That drives me even further, do you hear me? Because I've got a I can do attitude. And it came from the word of God and the spirit of God. So I don't know what you're discouraged about. Maybe you're down and out because of a pandemic for a year, but you let God Almighty make a deposit in your spirit today that you can do all things through Christ Jesus and you will make it no matter what goes on in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can do it. You and I cannot give up for a moment. You have need of endurance. God's challenge to you and to me as we face our times of weariness and worry. Listen to Hebrews chapter 10, 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't cast it away. Which hath great recompense of reward for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Do not cast away your confidence, your courage, 
and your endurance. Friend, when your confidence, and I know my confidence standing behind this pulpit at times has been rattled because of what some may say when I bring the message. But my God said that I have confidence in him and my hope is in him. And no matter where I go or what comes my way, Drew, everything will be all right. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Do not cast away your confidence. Endure and you shall receive the promises of God. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, therefore my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always be you steadfast, unmovable, somebody say unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God sees everything that you and I do. Don't quit, don't get discouraged, keep on moving. So I've got just a few points that I wanna make before we go home. Embrace your adversity, embrace. The Bible's very clear about the way God teaches his children endurance. James chapter one, verse two, my brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Count it all joy? I've not really got there yet. We were sitting on a couch yesterday morning and my wife and I was having our daily devotion there in the morning and she was reading about patience and when she said the word patience, she's right here, she's, she's looking and she's reading and she said the word patience and, and I'm sitting right here and she went. Now I was thinking there's something wrong with her neck. Temptations and trials of life is to test us. I don't like it. You don't like it. My friend Rainy Eiffel said to me a couple weeks ago in my driveway, what doesn't kill us will make us stronger. They are there for a beneficial purpose to make us stronger and more pure. Job 23 and 10, but he knoweth the way that I take and when he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Look at it that way. How do we do that? We, we have to have a mind change. We have to have a reset by the switching of our thinking, knowing that trials and temptations will make us stronger, will make us better. The apostle Paul makes the same point in Romans five and three, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And I read this, adversity develops endurance and endurance produces character. And a people of hope, excuse me, and a people of character become people of hope. That's good stuff. Don't quit, don't give up. What is this called? This is called maturity in God's sight. When we get there, we're complete and we lack nothing. Now listen to me and hear my heart. I don't care if you've been saved 20 years. If you have not grown, and you're immature. If you're a baby that's just been born and you're walking around with a diaper, that's okay. But at age 20, that's a problem. It's a serious problem. 
If the same old thing that rattled your cage 20 years ago rattles your cage today, maybe you've not grown. You've got to be responsible for it. The same old attitude and temper that comes out all the time still coming out, maybe you've not grown. And it's time that we grow up. When maturity reigns in your life, you've got confidence. No matter what comes your way, my mom, I tell you, I talk about her a lot. It didn't matter if the devil showed up on the dining room table with his pitchfork. She'd look at him and say, boo. Because she had grown in the Lord and she was mature. Now, what about my struggle? It's hard for me to allow my children to go through difficult times because I want to run to the rescue. You'll never, they'll never learn the rewards of resilience as long and perseverance as long as I bail them out. And I'm looking around the room and people are going, so I'm not the only one. And it's hard, is it not? Does anybody else have that struggle? Huh? You want to run to the rescue. So allow, we've got to allow our children to persist. We've got to allow them to carry some weight and some pressure. Because if not, they'll never be mature in their own walk with the Lord. Here's another point. Surround yourself with champions. With champions. I'm in a room full of champions today, whether you know it or you don't. In Hebrews chapter 11, it's called the Great Hall of Fame or the Great Hall of Faith. And all these biblical saints of God had one thing in common. They persevered. They didn't quit. They didn't back up, do you hear me? In chapter 12, we're challenged to allow these men and these women of great faith to spur us to greater levels of endurance and persistence and, and accomplishments. I wanna read to you the opening words in Hebrews 12 and one. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The Hebrews, uh, excuse me, the, the heroes uh, of chapter 11 have already participated in the race and they have won and now they are watching from heaven and they are cheering you and I on. Don't get discouraged. Keep running the race. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Uh, those in Hebrews chapter 11, I don't, they didn't buckle. They didn't back up. They didn't shut up. And there is people in the world today that wants to silence Christianity. But you and I have got to endure. We've got to persevere. We've got to be steadfast, unmovable, and speak up the name of Jesus and the word of God and say, I shall not strike back, but I won't back up. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, somebody give God a glory this morning. Woo! Point number three, find your passion and pursue it. Don't quit. Don't quit. Listen to Paul. 
In his first chapter of his letter to the Romans, he identified himself as a slave of Christ Jesus. But then in his second letter to the Corinthian believers, listen to this, he says in 2 Corinthians 11 and 23, I have been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced dangers from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. You hear that? Still many, Rusty, that claim to be believers that are not. I hear them talk about on TV, well, I'm a man or I'm a woman of faith. Well, what is your faith in? My faith is in Jesus Christ and none else. Don't let somebody fool you just because they say they're a man or a woman of faith. There's only one faith and that's in Jesus Christ. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm, steadfast. Why is he taking all this beating? Because he wouldn't shut up. He had a mandate. He had a call on his life. You and I, oh, we may get our feelings hurt once in a while. Somebody may befriend you, but you just keep on trucking for Jesus Christ and don't get discouraged. Paul knew what he was talking about when he wrote to young Timothy. In 2 Timothy 2 and 3, he said, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Why should you and I be any different? Don't be silent. Don't be discouraged when everything don't go the way that we think it should. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. He's still God, do you hear me? I said he's still God. Point number four, get rid of what's holding you back. Hebrews 12 and one, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily enslaves us, ensnares us. This is a great time to pause maybe do a little bit of self-examination. Is unbelief hindering you? Is some habit stalling your spiritual movement in your life? Lay it aside, lay it aside. Is some sin demoralizing you? Lay it aside. I thought about this earlier this morning when I was praying over this message. I wouldn't wanna to come to church if the Spirit of God didn't convict me. Do you hear me? You want endurance, you gotta let the Spirit of God convict you and get rid of it. And then watch God strengthen you. Somebody say amen. amen. The Christian must strip off the sin which so easily trips us up or besets us. The words easily besets means the sin which clings. It, it, it just, uh, it, it distracts, it entangles, it trips us up. John 11 and 14, if iniquity be in thy hand, put it far away. And let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. I believe sin is one of the reasons that we walk around discouraged all the time. 
If sin is out of your life and you're walking with God and in the light of the Lord and you wake up realizing that every day is a blessing of God, you're gonna have a better day. But if you're enslaved and trapped in the same old sin, you're gonna wake up to another bad day. It's not that difficult. I didn't go to seminary, I'm not a theologist, but I know that if I walk with God, if I trust God, my day will be better. Can someone say amen and give God a hand clap of praise? Conviction. Isaiah 55 and seven, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. He's a good, good father. I've departed from him before in my life and he's never turned me away when I came back. He's a good, good father. Point number five, you're gonna like this one. Don't even think about quitting. Endurance requires a strong sense of resolve. You gotta make up your mind. And here's why you're gonna like this point. My oldest boy's 38 now, I think he was about 18, 19 years ago and he, he had this uh, crazy idea that he was gonna take me down. Just, we were horsing around. I don't know what would give him that thought, but he was filling his oats. And he had my head between his legs right here. And I mean, he put the pressure on me. And I couldn't breathe, Rusty, I couldn't breathe. God's truth, we're on the floor, he's got my head right there, and he starts celebrating. Ha <laughs> ha, come on old man, tap out, cause I got you. I bit him <laughs> right about there. And when I latched on, I showed him I didn't have false teeth. He screamed, let me go. And he got up and he said, you fight dirty. I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Fight dirty. Your problem is you celebrated and it was not time to celebrate. I had my mind made up that I'm not gonna get whipped by him. Why don't we get our mind made up that if God has called us to whatever the task is, when the devil shows up, you and I ain't backing up, shutting up, and we sure ain't gonna quit. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. We were in the gym one night this week. My granddaughter's had little scooters, was riding, my son was there, and I asked him permission to tell this story. And here's what he said, Andrew. He looked at his wife, he said, I don't, I don't remember that happening. I do. <laughs> Hebrews 12 and one, stand with me this morning. Put it this way. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Mike Clark, one of our state troopers, yesterday morning in a meeting of about 35 of us here, he shared from his heart how a young man, Mike had tried to speak with and this man was troubled. His girlfriend had left and whatnot. Mike spent an hour and a half with him. Mike shared with us that that wasn't the normal Mike from years past. See, it's maturity. It's growing. 
and he sat with him for an hour and a half and tried to encourage him. Several days later, he didn't even realize this young man had tried to reach out to him by email. And then he took his life. And how that affected Mike. Nobody wants to talk about things like this. It's where discouragement takes you to. You can't persevere if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You can't make it through the storm if you don't have a word from God. There'll be times in storms, Rusty, that you don't even have the strength to pick it up and read it, but it's already there. It's in your heart. Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But when you've got that word of God in you, Lisa, and everything falls apart around you, those that are you, love you the most will hurt you the most. <laughs> I'm telling you. And when you've got that word in you, when you're shut up, those are watching from home, and some of you I know, Mary Lambert, we love you. Mary called me this week. I'm not trying to embarrass. She was crying. She was fearful. Pastor, I haven't had that vaccine. Let me tell you something, Mary Lambert. You don't have that vaccine, but you got the blood of Jesus applied to your life. And we're speaking life over you, and you're going to be all right. Do you hear me? Anthony Hamrick, your sister's going to be all right. She's on a ventilator. She's going to be all right. Because see, that family was raised. They know the word of God, Pastor Rita. You've got to know it. When all hell shows up, you've got to know it. Because if not, the enemy's going to discourage you and you're going to give up. And that's what he wants you to do is give up. I can't give up. And anything I've ever done, I've got a lot of other areas in my life, but I'm telling you right now, I don't have quit in my spirit. I don't have it. I don't have it. And three guys could jump on me and beat me in the ground, but I'll promise you, they're going to know I'm there. Huh? They're going to know I'm there. And that's what I want to do with the devil. I want him to know that I'm here. I want him to know that Jewel City is here. Huh? Because the Lord's never lost a battle. What is a virus? What is a pandemic to God Almighty? Huh? God is able, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you what's gonna happen here. We're coming out of this thing and this church is gonna be full. I told Pastor Aaron this week, I walked by, I said, God didn't give us all these seats uh, for these seats to be empty. I'm speaking, we can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthens us. We're coming out of it. You're coming out of uh, discouragement. You're coming out of depression. You're coming out of anxiety. You're coming out of being lonely. You gotta believe that, that God is able to do that. Come on, church, put our hands together and bless the Lord, amen? Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. How many believes that he can do greater things? How many believes he can do greater things? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking. Please. Stay focused. Stay focused on the goal. To endure, we must focus on Jesus and the life that he offers us. Hebrews 12, one through three, the New Living Translation. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, now listen to this, he endured the cross, 
Do you not remember when he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me? But it was for the joy of the cross. It was for the joy of my soul and your soul that he endured the cross. Disregarding its shame, now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and you will not give up. He did not quit, he endured, and now he's seated at the right-hand side of the Father. And if you and I don't get discouraged and you and I don't quit and we don't stop, we'll be in the same place. Huh? Let the Word of God encourage you. He's a good, good Father. He loves you, you're not alone. Those that are here today, those that are watching by live stream, you're not alone. Don't get discouraged. Stay strong in the Word of God. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, speaking to the Christian in the house today, have you been battling discouragement? Slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high. Wow. 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 That is not, that is not of God. Do you hear me? That is not of God. If you're here this morning, you've been battling an affliction, sickness, disease, raise your hand. Raise your hand all over, all over, all over. If you're here this morning and you've been battling, be honest, anxiety, depression, slip your hand up, slip your hand. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Devil, take your hands off of God's people. Take your hand off of their mind. I plead the blood of Jesus over all of these issues that have been acknowledged and many more. I speak life over every individual. If you're here this morning and thoughts of suicide has been running through your mind, You need to talk to me after church. We want to help you. We don't wait till it's too late. Please, that's an open invitation to you. We're not going to think you're weak. We're going to reassure you of who you are and what Jesus did for you. We're going to help you. If you're here this morning and you, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, friend, you're lost. If death was to knock on your door, hell would be your home. Long distance phone call this week. I had the opportunity to lead a man to Christ and I asked him about his soul. He said, I'm a believer. I said, the devil's a believer. But have you prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your life and asked him to forgive you of your sins? And he said, no, I haven't. Then I had the privilege of leading him to the Lord. If you have never acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you have never prayed and humbled yourself and asked God into your life and asked him to forgive you of your sins, I don't care if you've been in this church all your life, you're not saved. But today, by the grace of God, God will reach out and touch you. If you're here this morning and you've never prayed that prayer, never surrendered, never given your life to Christ, slip, slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high and hold it up there. I'm not going to come to you. 
Slip your hand up. Is there one? 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 I'm going to tarry long. I'm going to tarry. Is it well with your soul? Then listen, it's 1116. It's early. Last week we were here almost at noon because we had guests coming in and singing to us. I would encourage every one of you that raised your hand in the last five minutes for whatever the question was that you responded to, I would encourage you to step out in faith and walk to this altar as they sing and kneel down and talk to God. Some people tell me, I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk? You talk to God. You tell him what's going on. Tell him what's going on. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Thank you.